This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614 614- Seven six zero zero six seven zero, or feel free to visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're on our website, feel free to click on the radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group, and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you even want to set up a face-to-face or even a virtual meeting. We spend so much of our life working towards retirement and the goals that we would like to accomplish once we're retired. Now, an interesting wrinkle is that there are trends in how people choose to spend their retirement. For instance, more retirees than ever before are choosing to retire abroad. In fact, according to the Social Security Administration, the number of Americans receiving Social Security while living outside the country jumped 40% to 413,000 between 2007 and 2017. And and although it's difficult to get an exact headcount, evidence suggests that millions of working age Americans have also embraced early retirement in other parts of the world, thanks mainly to a lower cost of living. In 2016, the U.S. Department estimated that as many as 9 million non-military Americans were living outside the country. Canada, Japan, Mexico, Germany, and the United Kingdom are currently some of the most popular destinations for uh, for Americans looking to live abroad. On today's program, we're going to discuss some of the steps you may want to take if you're intrigued by the possibility of living outside of the United States during retirement, whether on a part-time or even a full-time basis. But before we dive into further in today's topic, I would like to introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, that's an interesting topic you've, you've chosen for us today. This is going to be a fun one, uh, kind of a little off the beaten path, but I think our listeners will enjoy it. And, you know, uh, my wife and I uh, toyed with the idea of, hey, wouldn't it be fun to try to live a couple of years maybe over in England or somewhere? Uh, you know, it's just fun to think about doing that. I don't, we were never super serious, but I do know that there's a lot to it. And, you know, I've seen these articles, Corey, uh, in magazines that say, um, you know, the top 10 countries to retire to where you can live, uh, like a king on, on little money, you know, you can really make your dollar stretch farther in certain countries. And so uh, people are doing that more and more. It's still not a ton of people, but more and more people, like you said, are doing that. So this is going to be a good one. But yeah, Corey, to answer your question, I've been really good. Uh, I've had a great week just keeping busy. Things are going well. How about you? What have you been up to? You know, things are good. We're actually uh, really busy right now. You know, 
school's right around the corner, so that's starting. Um, and I would imagine come fall, we're going to get a lot more busier just meeting with people that are wanting to work on their financial plans. You know, you were ca- you know t- kind of talking about you know today's topic of you know living outside the U.S. You know, my wife wife's sister keeps constantly talking about moving to Panama. So, oh wow. Um, whether that actually really happens in reality or not, that's a whole different discussion. She's visited sure. a couple of times for business and thinks it would be a good place to retire. But, uh, you know, we'll kind of check that out and, um, you know, sure. see how that actually goes, you know, for her long term as well. Sure. And I've actually heard uh, in the article I read, well, it's been a couple of months ago, but there was an article in a, I don't know, some kind of uh, senior living magazine that talked about uh, moving out of the country to stretch your dollar further in retirement. And uh, it listed the top 10 places. And I think one or two two on the list was Panama because you can live there so much cheaper than you can in the U.S. Uh, but as I know we're going to talk about today, um, you know, there's a lot to it. Uh, people are looking for adventure, warm weather, and ways to stretch their retirement budget a little further probably. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. And, you know, during the last handful of years, you know, Tony, I've definitely seen an uptick in the number of my clients who bring up the possibility of retiring abroad. You know, the expat lifestyle, you know, it's a very real possibility for many retirees, though it will require some, you know, pre-move homework, you know, planning, and of course, uh, paperwork will be involved as well. Now, today we're going to use an article from New Retirement, and it's titled How to Retire Abroad, 12 Tips for Retirement Overseas. And I really think it has some, some great insight and advice you know, for our listeners out there today. You know, it first suggests setting clear goals about what you want to get out of retirement you know, once you re- do want to retire abroad. Now, to that end, you should answer some, I, I think, some very pivotal questions about what's most important to you. Uh, questions like, you know, do I want to live a more comfortable life on a reasonable budget? Do I want to get out and explore the world? Or uh, do I simply want to try a different lifestyle? And another, the last question you might want to think about is retiring as early as possible. And that's my main goal. Now, your questions, your answers to these questions are going to really help you shrink the, you know, the globe a bit and really focus on destinations that kind of fit into your vision. Well, yeah, you have to find something that fits what you want and what you need. And so once you answer those important questions, uh, what then goes into choosing a destination for it? Well, you know, Tony, just like you mentioned earlier, um, it might be easy to get caught up into that great weather or beaches and sidewalk cafes when it comes to choosing your home abroad. But you also want to do some research into more tangible things as well. For example, what will the cost of day-to-day living in your potential new country be? And how much will the initial expenses of moving there uh, run you? You know, from there, you should also weigh, you know, weigh in factors like your, your comfort level with the culture and the language and the ease with which your family and friends will be able to visit you. If you want to work part-time, whether in an office or a coffee shop or a golf course or whatever you want to do, you want to make sure your potential new country allows you to work. Also remember that as, you're, you, know, as you age, health care may become more important as well. So make sure the countries that you're considering have, that health, you know, have the health care facilities and options you need and uh, you know, that you really have you know, become accustomed to here in the United States. And lastly, don't undervalue the importance of infrastructure like airports, uh, good roads, ports, and, you know, of course, high-speed internet, 
and maybe even sell some, you know, self sell service as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I could co-host the show with you, Corey, from anywhere, I'm thinking. So uh, it, it, technology makes it easy, but the first thing on my list would be high-speed internet. That would be, I would have to have really good internet. And some of these uh, other countries or smaller countries might not have great access to really quality high-speed internet. And that would be that would be a deal breaker for me. And so w- different people have different things. I know people think might think that's a minor thing. Some people might not care about that, but I really do. Um, I plan on doing these shows until, uh, I, my voice gives out Corey. So it's going to be a while, but, but yeah, I mean, and, and when people move outside the U S they're going to want to understand visa and residency requirements. There's a lot to it, isn't there? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, every country has its own unique visa, residency, and immigration requirements. So say for instance, you understand England's requirements, don't assume Panama has the same list of rules. You know, many countries provide temporary residency permits as long as you have sufficient income back home. The income requirement varies by country. As for permanent residency, it's often uh, only allowed after you've legally resided in your new country for a certain number of years, which again varies by country. So when it comes time to request permanent residency, it may be a smart move to work with a local attorney there. And you can always visit the U.S. Department's state, uh, U.S. Departments of State's website for more, for more information as well. Mm. Well, yeah, the Department of State, they have some stuff. And yeah, I, I really enjoy discussing this trend, but we should probably take a quick break here, Corey. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Yeah, for our listeners out there, you can always visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. And when you do call in, you know, we can discuss on how I will be able to answer uh, your questions and address any concerns that you have about your path towards retirement. You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement you work so hard for. And really the best way to take advantage of that is to schedule a complimentary, no obligation meeting with me. If you already have a financial plan in place, you know, we can be that second set of eyes and provide you that second opinion. And if you don't have one, um, we can get you, you know, get you set up and get you on the right path towards, you know, to a successful retirement. Again, all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670. All right. That sounds great. Thanks, Corey. And listeners, we'll be right back to continue our discussion about the steps you need to take if you want to retire abroad here on Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. There can be many advantages to converting your 401k to a Roth IRA, which include tax-free qualified distributions and growth of earnings. This helps eliminate the uncertainty of future taxes and can lower your taxes owed on Social Security benefits as you near your retirement years. Call Safe Harbor Retirement Group at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. We can answer your questions regarding 401k and IRA rollovers. We work with a team of CPAs and experts who can work with you to help avoid potential pitfalls. We will guide you through the process in the most effective manner possible to help ensure your financial security. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, just give us a call at 614 seven six zero zero six seven zero or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. 
And while you're on our website, you can always click on that radio page to check out some past shows and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to visit our YouTube page. You can watch some different types of uh, videos on on financial topics. And um, during our show today, we've really been discussing some of the steps you may want to take if you're considering, you know, uh, hopping on an increasing trend, and that's retiring outside of the United States. Yeah, yeah, it has been trending upward and slowly but surely. I mean, this isn't for everyone, but I think it's helpful to have this conversation, and it's a fun thing to think about. So what's the next piece of advice you have for us? Well, you know, Tony, again, for you know, in case our, some of our listeners just join us, you know, we're using a new retirement article titled How to Retire Abroad, and there's 12 Tips for Retirement Overseas. And the next thing it really talks about is, or it really emphasizes the wisdom of spending plenty of time visiting your potential new country before putting down permanent roots. You wouldn't want to buy a car without, you know, test driving it first. So why would you want to move to a, you know, tropical island without kicking in its tires a bit as well? Now, take a couple of months to soak in the culture and the pace of life. Keep an open mind, but also be honest with yourself about what matters to you and what doesn't. If after your trial run, you love the location, go for it. And if you don't, well, at least you had yourself an adventure you can tell your family and friends about as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point, and that makes a lot of sense to me. If you're early in your retirement or haven't retired yet, why not take some trips to a few different places that might interest you or that you've heard could be good to live at? Uh, moving out of the country in retirement isn't the kind of decision that should be made in haste. I think you should really make sure that it's the right move. You don't want to get somewhere and go through all this and jump through all the hoops and then realize after being there a month, wow, I really don't like it here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, no one wants to be, you know, no one really wants to do that. Yeah. So one of the things that, that, uh, that I really kind of discuss with my clients who were really thinking about, you know, moving abroad, Tony, um, and it's and it's usually talking about their current home. You know, if you if your plan is to live ab- abroad permanently, you know, selling your home can not only relieve you a significant burden, but it can also hand you a nice chunk of cash to help you get settled into your new country and home as well. Now, on the flip side, you know, if you plan, you know, if your plan is to live abroad for only part of the year, keeping your home may be the best strategy. After all, it's always nice to have a home to come back to after you've been gone for a while. And, you know, if your home is paid off, you know, renting it out while you're gone may be a long way to go in supplying you with, you know, much of the cash that you're going to need to enjoy, you know, your time abroad as well. Well, yeah. And at the top of the show, you mentioned health care. When you're talking to clients, I would imagine ensuring they're going to have adequate health care or health care coverage. That's got to be a concern, right? Yeah, you're exactly right, Tony. Um, Along with housing, Healthcare is one of the first things clients who are considering life abroad ask about. You know, one important thing to note when considering a retirement abroad is that Medicare, I want to make sure everyone understands that, Medicare does not cover healthcare outside of the United States. Oh, so wow. for so yeah, so for a lot of folks that may be a deal breaker. Now on a related note though, it's not uncommon for out-of-pocket healthcare expenses in other countries to be significantly less than they are in the United States, which is why many people are still comfortable living a- abroad. You know, health insurance is also generally available in most of the countries that many Americans typically typically consider for retirement. 
And finally, a robust international insurance policy will cover, you know, private medical and dental treatment or even medical evacuation back to the United States. So while the cost of the insurance can vary, in some countries your expenses may be lower than what they, you know, what you would actually pay, uh, you know, out of pocket for Medicare as well. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, we've seen that in other countries, how much lower prescription drug costs are. And I imagine uh, medical is the same way. So if an American retiree heads abroad permanently, what should they do about Medicare? Great question. Um, And Tony, even though you aren't able to use Medicare while living outside the United States, it may be important to maintain it. You know, if you change your mind at some point and return home, or if you return home because of illness, you'll want to have Medicare to help you address some of those costs. So a solid strategy for long-term care is also something you should also square away if you tend to live abroad. While it's only natural to, to hope to live a, a long, healthy life, the cold reality is that many people end up needing some kind of long-term care. Long-term care facilities are far less common outside of North America, particularly in Latin America and Asia, while the custom is that older family members are cared for at home by younger family members. So in many countries, you'll be able to find relatively low-cost assistance, but you'll still want to create a plan right now that addresses what could happen to your health several years down the road. So what are some things that Americans considering retirement abroad need to be aware of when it comes to banking and taxes, things like that? Well, you know, Tony, with banking, you know, setting up deposits and bill pay can be tricky, especially when you factor in the exchange rate. So doing business with an international bank with locations in both the U.S. and your new country really may be the simplest way to handle your banking needs. Now, when it comes to taxes, the most important thing to note is that moving to another country doesn't exempt you from U.S. taxes. When living abroad, you still must file a yearly tax return and report any income you've earned in your new country. With regard to that income, it's possible that you'll have to pay taxes on it, you know, in your new country as well as in the United States. And truth be told, I've only addressed a couple of high-level tax issues that may that you may confront, um, you know, while you're living abroad. So you may want to also consult a tax professional for really another in-depth look. And again, we have a CPA here at Safe Harbor that you can't have those discussions with. All right. So on today's show, we're highlighting some uh, unique retirement trends. And up until now, you've been talking about the popular trend of retiring abroad. So Corey, what's next? Well, you know, Tony, I, I, I did uh, enjoy a little conversation we had here on, on uh, retiring abroad, but I thought we should also spend some time addressing another housing trend that's swept all age groups, and that's including retirees, and that's tiny house living. Now, this topic caught my eye after coming across an AARP article titled, Tiny Retirement, Is It For You? The first thing that jumped out at me in the article is that 50 and older make up roughly 40% of the tiny house market. So that tells me that plenty, or, you know, that plenty of retirees are taking the tiny house movement very seriously. Well, <laughs> this is funny. This is a funny one, and I'm glad you brought it up, Corey. Um, you know, I really, this has been getting a lot of attention, especially over the last, I don't know, four or five years. Uh, there are even a couple of TV shows now dedicated to tiny houses and people who build them and live in them and the different designs. And I, I'll be honest, I, I got caught up watching one of those shows and I watched like four or five episodes in a row. It's fascinating to me 
But what should older people out there pondering a move to a tiny home be aware of? Well, you know, Tony, the first important question is whether or not you have a a place to put your tiny home. Because yeah. the tiny house trend is, you know, still still fairly recent. Many local zoning ordinances and building codes don't address them. So if your tiny home is on wheels, it's likely to be categorized as an RV and thus considered a temporary residence. So if you choose to build your tiny house on a permanent foundation, you want to be sure it meets local minimum square footage requirements. And thankfully, many communities out there are starting to embrace the tiny house movement, which means building requirements should hopefully become more flexible, uh, you know, for people that are looking to do this. Wow. Well, that's that's kind of crazy. I mean, that is something you have to ask about. I didn't realize that there might be building restrictions and minimum square footage. And I think one of the biggest appeals of tiny houses is a lower sticker price than a standard home. Uh, but what are some of the hidden costs that might come with tiny houses? Well, you know, Tony, while the cost of building your tiny home can be as little as $25,000, having a builder handle it for you may, you know, double your budget. You should also bear in mind that it may be harder to get financing for a tiny home, and interest rates are generally higher than they are for a traditional home. However, the article does note that more financing options for tiny houses are emerging. Another thing to consider is that if you intend to build your tiny home on a permanent foundation, you'll need to purchase land. So if you intend to build a mobile tiny home, you'll need to purchase a vehicle powerful, you know, powerful enough to haul it. And then when you're on the road, you'll need to you know, pay fees at RV parks or anything else like that. Well, and I'm guessing for retired couples, going from a regular sized home to a tiny home is going to end up being a real culture shock. I think that might be an understatement. I don't even know if that's actually <laughs> something that I would really look into at this point in time, Tony. Right. But no matter how much you love your spouse or your partner, you have to be aware that you're going to be in very close quarters now and that, yeah. and and that there are going to be far fewer opportunities for solitude than there were in your previous life. Now, because of that, some tiny house experts recommend renting a small apartment for a few months before you make any permanent tiny house decisions. Um, and I think that's probably a wise decision. Yeah, for sure. And in addition to getting used to living with somebody just inside a few hundred square feet, you're also going to have to get rid of a lot of your stuff. I think this is the one that would keep me from ever. A tiny homes appeal to me. I think it's kind of cool, but uh, I couldn't do it. I have, I, you know, what am I going to do with my record collection, right? Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges, Tony, um, that come living with a tiny house. Um, for many Americans, stuff is just part of life. You know, books, clothes, pots and pans, collectibles, you name it. You know, all the storage you have in your house, I mean, that's all oh, gone. Yeah. Yep. And, and whether you like it or not, a lot of that stuff simply can't, you know, move into your tiny home with you. So the question becomes, can you live without most of that stuff? And are you emotionally ready to give it all up? And don't forget about all your hobbies. You know, if you're a, a scrapbooker or a golfer or a kayaker, you know, all that stuff has to be stored someplace. And if you live in a tiny house, your options are going to be very limited. Well, you know what, Corey, this has been a great show today, but we're almost out of time. Do you have any other info before we go today? Yes, I do, Tony. You know, if you if any of our listeners out there would like more information about what we discussed today, I definitely encourage you to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. And again, I'll be able to discuss with you or answer any questions that you have um, about your concerns 
about retiring. You know, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you work so hard for. And really the best way to take advantage of this is to schedule a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. That can be in person. It can also be, a, you know, via Zoom or virtually. So again, all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670 and we'll help you set up a personalized financial plan to have a successful retirement. All right. And that concludes our episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Simmons. Join us again soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll chat again soon. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.